0: Thank you for joining lives reinvented. When we reinvent ourselves, it's not only because we need to survive a situation, but on an emotional level, we might be experiencing boredom. We might feel restless, stuck, or maybe we're just not fulfilling our life's passions. Our lives may lack excitement, joy, or meaning. And the effects of that could be a negative emotion manifesting themselves and having a distinct biological effect on our bodies and our day-to-day lives. With those manifestations, it is imperative that we explore and name those emotions so that we have a better understanding of which feelings are creating our need to reinvent and how we reinvent and fulfill the areas of our lives that are lacking. It's so important for us to stay present during those times and mindful during those times when we move into these transitionary stages of our life. But equally important to draw, not dwell, on the experiences and lessons we've learned from our past. Today, I welcome Jennifer McCune, who has reinvented her life to fulfill her passion and her life's purpose as a mom and entrepreneur. Jennifer is a Midwestern girl at heart who moved to Virginia over 20 years ago to attend graduate school. Although she loved her past professional years in education and fundraising, her three children motivated her to start her own business over eight years ago, which she loves. Mompreneurship has given her the time and flexibility to focus on other passions, including travel, philanthropy, and public speaking and empowering and inspiring people to live the lives of their dreams. Jennifer, it's my distinct honor to be with you on Lives Reinvented. Thank you so much for joining today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That's so kind. It's been it's just such a great honor. Thank you so much, Lenore.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. So before we get started of you telling your story, I know that you lived in Italy for a little while when you were young, and you told me about how it sort of reshaped your life. What about that?
1: Well, it was really interesting. So, my dad has a college degree, and I was born in 1970. And so, he was one of the very last people who got drafted for Vietnam. And since he was married and had a college degree, and me on the way, instead of having to go to the front lines, he got to put in some choices of where he went. He put Hawaii first and Europe second. And we ended up living in Italy the first couple of years of my life. And I really think it made such a difference why I went on to get my PhD in Spanish, why I really appreciate culture and language, why I really appreciate just the nuances of people coming together and learning about one another. Uh, through culture and language, just at the foundation of everything that we do. So it's been really interesting to me. And I think, you know, those relationships that people form with one another, I think, hey, I don't know, there's something to be said about things before you even remember shaping quite, quite vividly, whether you can remember them or not, your life path. So
0: yeah, well, you do remember them. I mean, they go in your subconscious and they stay with you, you know, for for the rest of your life. And, and I totally agree with how that shaped your culture because I I know, you know, you've listened to my other podcast and I, I went to Japan when I was 17 years old, so I was still a kid, and obviously I have a much clearer memory, uh, conscious memory of that than you know if I would have done it when I was two. But at the same time, I I can so relate to that because that shaped me, going to another culture. I wasn't. Privileged enough to have an education, a formal education, but I really made sure that I utilized the time while I was in Japan to have an education about learning about different cultures, even though I come from an Italian American home. You know, and by the way, I love the fact that you went to Italy, my motherland. It helped to shape me also. So I can totally relate to that. And I thank you so much for sharing. So you've gone through. you know, a major reinvention in your life. And you went from being in the corporate world and, you know, just doing what corporate people do to now where you are today. Tell me about some of those. What made you make that decision? I guess that's the first thing I want to know.
1: You know, it's one of those things. I was at a point in my corporate career where I probably wasn't going to move ahead much for you know all the reasons that we all experience as far as you know the further you move up the corporate food chain there's you know fewer and fewer spots so you either have to move your family or maybe work hours that might be not be amenable to being the family person that you want to be certain things that understandably so but I was realizing more and more that that corporate narrowing of the job structure wasn't fitting well with my ambition and the fact that I also wanted to be a very present mom, right? So how do you, how do you combine those two? So I realized that I couldn't be the only one who's feeling that way. And I sat down and, and this is where culture comes into play too, that in the U S we're always, you know, one of the first questions we ask is, hi, what's your name? What do you do? We're very focused on what do you do? And I thought about some of the cultures that I had studied and trained on in in some of my corporate work and thought about the fact, you know, a lot of other cultures say, how do you want to live? What do you like to do? And so I really thought about what I wanted my life to look like in five years. And I thought about the values that were important to me that would be complementary to that. And I realized that I wanted something intellectually stimulating. I wanted something that was an empowering environment, that it would lift other people up and help each other. I wanted to be remunerated well. I'm not ashamed to say that I want to financially take care of myself. I think that's really important. And I wanted to have flexibility to not have to build my life around work, but build my work around life and be able to really take care of my physical health and my financial health. And so I thought, you know, I can't be the only one who's looking for something like this. There's gotta be something out there. And I kept my mind open. And kept on looking and looking and found an opportunity on LinkedIn that at first glance was nothing that I ever thought I would do. And I was very hesitant and skeptical. And at second glance, I was like, okay, Jennifer, take a step back. Does it fit the check boxes of what you're looking for? If it does, why wouldn't you give it a chance? And that's how you wound up here. And that's how I wound up here. How scary
0: was it though, for you to take that jump from something you knew so well in the corporate world to where you are now and to make that move?
1: And that's such a great question because I talk to people now and they're like, well, of course you've done well, you're a natural at it. I'm like, well, that is interesting that you say that because when I first started, so this was May of 2012 and I I still kept my day job and working 40 hours a week. I was also taking night classes to better improve myself. My kids were little And I just decided if I did a little bit every day, but that little bit every day, it was torturous. I told myself the most horrible stories in my head. I I needed to, you know, with any entrepreneurial endeavor, you need to be marketing yourself. I don't care what you're doing. You need to be networking and marketing yourself and really you know, I was really great at research. I got my PhD. I'm very good at reading and research. And frankly, that's easier than putting yourself out there and opening yourself up for criticism. Yeah. So I, I paced myself and made myself do five calls, five reach outs a day. And I tell you, it was really interesting. Every single day, I had these conversations with myself the first month of, I remember those Bugs Bunny commercials when, or cartoons when we were little, you know, the devil's shoulder, the angel shoulder, and the devil's shoulder would be whispering in my ear, telling me I was going to die if I made the phone call. And the angel shoulder would be like, you're not going to die from making a phone call. And the devil's shoulder would be like, you really might. And the angel's shoulder is like, shut up. You're not going to die if you make a phone call. And then I'd convince myself to make the phone call because I'd look at the picture of my kids as they were little. And I'm like, I don't want to tell my kids. I was too afraid to make a phone call. I don't want them to live a life of fear like that, but it caused me enough anxiety. I still did it. Hashtag do it scared, but I lost 10 pounds my first month in business. So it was very nerve wracking to me. It was, but I forced myself just to, you know, that, climbing the mountain, the one step every day, the one step every day, and then looking back and realizing how many, how much all of those little steps together made a difference, but it, it wasn't easy. And so when people see me now and they're like, Oh, you're a natural at, I'm like, cause that you, when you do something every day for close to nine years, yes, it becomes natural, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: That's a great story. And you know, it, I think the story is going to be very helpful because. The the majority of my businesses in the travel industries for so many years and so many of my peers right now, a, a lot of them who are, you know, getting close to retirement, but y- not yet really there, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're very nervous about making the change and they have amazing skill sets. It would be remiss of me not to mention that, but it's so difficult in this day and age of technology where, you know, every application or every time you go for a job, it's always through the internet. So people don't get to see the person you are. And so many people are so frightened, like you were to, mm-hmm. to, to make these phone calls to make these changes in their lives so that they can get out there and do that. So and and you know, fear. I mean, look, we all know fear is like stifling fear to me is one of the most difficult and the best emotions to have, right? So you like you, you either overcome it, or you succumb to it, and you stop. When you felt that fear, Jennifer, was there anything that you did? Did you change your self talk? Was there anything that you because you did mention self talk? How did you get out of that mindset?
1: Well, so one thing I realized that my fear was fear of what other people would think. Uh, And then I realized, so I think it's important to address why you're afraid. And for me, it was a fear of what other people would think. And then I would start, the other voice would laugh and be like, well, they're not paying your bills. So why do you care what they think? And if they're going to be negative and mean, then that's reflective upon their choices, not upon who you are. And if that's the case, that's good information to have. Not everybody is meant to stay on with you throughout your life journey. And and it really helped me reevaluate the values that I have in life, as far as being positive and supportive, and lifting each other up, and finding that path and empowering and inspiring and motivating the people who believe in those similar values. And so, you know, it takes a while, because a lot of times we end up hanging around certain people because of circumstances, not because of choice. And when you become an entrepreneur, a whole wide world is open up that you get to work with whomever you want, whenever you want. You don't have the water cooler challenges of, oh my gosh, I hope, you know, Frank is sick today or whatever. You, You have this whole wide world open up to you. And so recognizing that really helped me as far as addressing that fear.
0: Yeah, that's great. You're inspiring me just through this conversation, I have to tell you, because it's, you know, I had a re, I reinvented myself so many times throughout my years. That's a conversation for another time. But at the end of the day, I know how difficult it is. And, you know, now that I'm reinventing myself again, it's so different for me, because I, I just keep doing it. And people say to me, how do you keep doing that? How do you keep doing that? You know, it's like, You know, and, and are you going to do that at this stage of the game? And I'm like, but why not? Right. Why
1: not me? Right. So challenge yourself. Have you heard that term glamopreneur? No. It's for grandmas, but who are still glamorous and they're entrepreneurs, glamopreneur. Oh, I
0: love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to name myself that now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a good one. What lessons did you learn about
0: this experience,
1: Jennifer? Oh my gosh, so many wonderful lessons that I've learned. First of all, it's like, you know, it's so important to not just go through the day-to-day and think, oh, I'll just wait until, mm. or I'll just do whatever until. And, and really think about, no, what do I want out of life? And I can do a little bit every day to get there. And I think it's also important to really reflect upon the people that you are hanging out with, that you're surrounding yourself with. Is that reflective on, if, if people talked, If you knew that people were mentioning you and you weren't around, is that going to be reflective of who you are and the types of people that you're hanging around with? And that, you know, it's been so powerful to think, wow, I I can take charge. I don't just have to go through life until I retire. And frankly, the way the whole retirement system is set up in the U.S. as far as work 80 hours a week and tell your whatever age, and then you're worthless and do nothing. Like that was a whole light bulb moment for me as well that I'm like, well, frankly, I think I want to live retirement years now and continue living like that. Meaning I want the flexibility to be with my family and make the money I want. And I want to maintain that and maintain the intellectual stimulation as I get older as well. So I think really, um, really, you know, prior to starting this business, I thought, okay, there has to be a better way I can't be the only one who feels that way so it's opened my whole mindset to that whole you know the hot topic of the growth mindset and recognizing that the more that we embrace that and the more that we embrace personal development um it, it people like you people who might not understand because you should be in your retirement years but why not i mean if you want to work 10 40 whatever hours a week that work for you this flexibility this continuously growing ourselves is just such a beautiful place to be and being able to contribute to somebody else's well-being if i have this whole motto if i can change one person if i can do something to make one person every single day feel happier That that's fantastic. That's lovely. One if we all did that, can you imagine what a beautiful place it would be?
0: Yes, I imagine that that goal. Every day I imagine that. And I have to say I'm so blessed and grateful that I you know, I have a lot of people in my life that actually do that for me. And as a result, when I wake up in the morning, and I realize how grateful I am for all of that, it, it makes me want to go out and do the same for somebody else. I mean, I've been that way forever, because I'm just so grateful that I've had people do things for me that have put me on the right path. So and speaking of people, I noticed you mentioned a couple of times about the people that are surrounding you. So I I I hope you're comfortable with the question I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Were there any people in your life that you had to create boundaries with as a result of your change, or if you want to focus on, did you have another group of people that supported you and lifted you up and made your journey easier?
1: So you, you can- know, we, we we joke. I think most people who are entrepreneurs laugh that sometimes your closest family and friends are the ones who don't support you and you just have to be okay with that and sometimes it can be very shocking because in in those situations i think a lot of times it's because most of us are pigeonholed in a certain way in people's minds and so when you break from that it's very hard for people to understand and especially when you're starting out people are watching, right? And they're watching pretty intently. And as you move along, like as I've moved along in my journey, I have a lot more support now, not necessarily for purchasing or becoming part of the opportunity, but just like, wow, you're amazing. You've done it. But it's that whole as you're climbing to the top that it it can feel lonely. It can feel really arduous. And And it's okay. I mean, even if it's not entrepreneurship, there are some people, you know, you go through different life changes and you realize, okay, that probably wasn't a healthy situation. I think we all go through that and it's okay. And then you have room for other people who are meant to be there at that time in your life. So yes, I have gone through that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I have also, I mean, you know, so many times, like when I, when I went from corporate, so I started out as an entrepreneur, really, even though I didn't know I was, but I did, I started out as an entrepreneur, and I went into corporate later in life. And when I went into corporate later in life and then decided that it wasn't for me and I've learned everything I could learn and I wanted to go out on my own, I had a lot of negative voices coming in my head. Oh, what are you going to do about health insurance? Oh, what happens if you don't have a paycheck every week? Oh, what about your retirement fund? You can't go into your retirement fund. And, 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 you know, so all the questions I was like, why not? Why not? Why can't, why can't I'm resourceful enough that if I need to, I can go out and I knew I was going to be successful anyway, that was in my head. So, you know, had I allowed them to, they could have dragged me down with my mindset and I could have been, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I don't have health insurance? But instead I said, no, I'm going to make enough money that I'm going to be able to afford my health insurance. So worry not, you know, let's, let's table that conversation. So I think that, you know, to your point, the negative talk, sometimes if we're not aware, and mindful of our own abilities, capabilities, desires, and needs, we can allow other people's talk to come in and create our own negative talk. And that's what I worry about with a lot of my clients actually, is I hear them come in and they, they're they gonna make a life change and you know they talk about it and then they all of us, they're so positive and excited. And then all of a sudden I hear the chatter from, like you said, the devil on one side. Um, And then I hear the chat, but I'm like, where's that coming from? You just said so many other powerful things. It sounds like you're giving your power away to outside influences.
1: And I think it's so societal because, you know, our country was founded on entrepreneurialism. And then the industrial age came along and we needed to have people who just produced widgets and just did exactly what they needed to do where we're told we needed people to be soldiers and follow through. So the whole educational system then changed and was predicated upon doing what you're told. And so then we became this whole society of do what you're told, get a job, retire, do what you're told, get a job, retire. And so society, we've been ensconced in that sort of mentality for over a hundred years as a culture. And we're just starting to emerge with the help of technology, that entrepreneurialism, is friendlier and friendlier for the individual, but it's taken a while. And so there's still this whole societal thing, like you're going to do what you should get a job. And it's like, no, the opportunities abound. Let's embrace one another and understand that this beautiful society with a mix of entrepreneurs and people who want jobs and people who want side hustles and people want gigs or whatever you want to call it let's embrace one another and understand that this beautiful puzzle just makes us richer, all of us and not cut each other down. So, you
0: know, I, I, I there is one more question I want to ask you, but I just want to let you know how much light you're shining into my day. And I know that I know, even though I don't know you well enough to know, but I do know that you are shining your light on a lot of people. And I'm, and I'm so happy to hear that, especially during this time. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to hear
0: that. Yeah, no, I'm very sincere about that. And my last question to you is actually going to be related to today's time and and some of the situations that we find ourselves in specifically COVID, I guess. Has there been any benefits or things you're grateful for during this time of COVID? Any revelations that you might've had? What are the, what are the good things that have come out of COVID for you?
1: Well, it's funny. So I've, been online with my business and at home with my business since I started it almost nine years ago. And we've been using Zoom for a long time. So I'm grateful that people finally know what I say when I ask if they want to hop on Zoom or phone. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing that's kind of funny. Um, I'm also grateful like now it was a transition having our children at home, but my husband and I have been home for years. So I'm grateful that I already had that in place. My eldest went to college a couple of weeks ago and as challenging, as awful as I felt for him having to be home in the fall, I'm really grateful that our family had that extra time together because once they go away to college, things just change and it, it ends up being okay. but. That was lovely to have that extra time. I'm really grateful it's given me more opportunity to really think about long-term what I want and focus on some personal development and, and leadership um, opportunities as far as growing myself and figuring out how I best want to exemplify what I hope to see and inspire in others. So there, there definitely have been some benefits even though there's pain for all of us. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have. And, and I think that that's what pulls a lot of us through these times is, you know, I, I I have a a gratitude practice every day and every day I find something that I'm so grateful for. I mean, I, you know, I, I came off of a career where I was traveling 90% of my time and all of a sudden my wings got clipped And, you know, at first it was like, I I didn't know what to do with myself, but, you know, every day at minimum, I wake up and I say, I'm so grateful for these walls that surround me, Mm -hmm. even though I could look at it as, oh my God, I'm stuck in these four walls. I choose that. Thank you for sharing that applies to, to every vertical there is out there in the business world. But, you know, a lot of my listeners are in fact, in the travel industry, um, and, I mean, my, again, my heart goes out to everybody, but is there any advice that you can give someone that finds themselves, you know, without a job and, and, and perhaps, you know, going through some of the rough times that COVID put to us with regard to illnesses and, you know, having to change their lifestyles, unanticipated.
1: And, So difficult for them. So I have a couple of things. First, I would say, look at this as a blessing in disguise and think about, wow, this has given me an opportunity to maybe explore something I never would have done otherwise. And as you mentioned, that little shift of mindset of, wow, The door is open. And then the second thing is really think about what I had done a few years ago, what you want your life to look like in five years, and think the values that align with that. And then the third thing is think you know, maybe it's not a job, and that's okay. Maybe it's time to invest in myself. In an entrepreneurial opportunity. I mean, I, you know, we joke all the time, people in, in entrepreneurship, people are so quick to go out and spend money on, I don't know, a, a meal or a mani-pedi or coffees every day or tattoos or things But yet investing a little bit in in some sort of business seems like it, it costs too much. So it's really changing your mindset and thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to get there and just do a little bit every day? And rather than thinking of, I have to spend money to start a business, I have to invest money. And again, it's that little mindset. I have to spend time to start a business. I have to invest time in myself To start a business and those mindset shifts, and if entrepreneurship is not right for you, that's not. But I'm if people are thinking about that, and the job economy, especially as we get older, changes, right? And the reality is, if you have your own business. And this is one thing I appreciated about that. Nobody can discriminate against me because I'm too old or too this or pick your thing It's just me. And nobody can tell me when I have to work or when I don't have to work or what I can do. And so if any of that sounds appealing to you at all, I really recommend now is such a great time to take a look at that.
0: So powerful. So powerful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today, taking the time out of your day today. I you warmed my heart. You gave me and a lot of other people not only a different outlook on things that could be bad or things that don't go the way we want them to, but also you made me look forward to the future and I'm so glad that I'm not alone in this reinvention journey of my life. And I appreciate you and all the light that you shine, because you do shine all that light. I appreciate all that light that you shine into the world and share with others. Thank you so
1: much. That is really kind. Thank you. Thank you so much.